So, Carlo Sands, we're sitting post your first ever podcast. How are you feeling? Oh, pretty, pretty excited. Pretty happy with that. I thought, you know, we fought hard. Uh, you know, we touched on the big questions. Uh, Hitler. Hitler, we, yeah, yeah, we covered Hitler. We, you know, we took we took a one war at a time. You know, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. How you think you think you back up next week? You know, is this? Oh, you know, it's always a bit hard to come back after that. You know, like I mean, it's I but know, uh, it'd almost be like James Heard coming back to coaching. <laughs> That was a low. I low go for the low blow. Get the Essendon fan on and just bring up herd. You know? That was antagonistic, ladies and gentlemen. Wait to hear the show. Ryan, <laughs> hit the music. Welcome, buddy, to Comedy on Edge presents the chat show. We're live in Edge HQ, and it's almost a reunion. It's been it's been a long time since I've seen two of the three other gentlemen in the room. The person on the sound is Ryan. Special, he's wearing a beanie, so I don't know if he's going to rob us afterwards. I don't know. Is that your plan, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. I just uh, I'm, I'm I'm keen to keen to to pursue this burgeoning career in crime that I've got. So that's um, weird because it's been it's been a long time since you've been. I think it's been at least two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while since I've been in the, in the headquarters. So how's um, the breaking and entering business going, is it? Yeah, no, it's not, that's, I mean, that's part of the reason, you know, you need to sleep during the day. It's shift work, effectively. It's true, it's, yeah, true. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Well, it's, what's funny, we've got you, you've, you've been breaking and entering, and our other gentleman, he's been, well, he's been in the courts, but not on the side you'd expect. <laughs> Lester Diamond, welcome back. Firstly, let me say, Mark, um, Ryan's holding a microphone, he should be holding a blood-filled syringe. <laughs> Look at that beanie! Yeah, it does. It does. It does scream. You know, you know I wouldn't want to see him in a dark alley. Yeah, no. Well, most people wouldn't want to see me in a dark alley. The beanie just just what accentuates I, the. Remind the me to get a picture at the end of it because, like, Ryan's on sound tonight and he's got headphones on. Yeah. But if you look carefully, the oh, yeah. headphone is covered by it's over his beanie. So I don't know how he's actually <laughs> hearing the levels on this one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me, Ryan? Yeah, wool traps in heat and sound, so it's. Uh, what doesn't yeah. help? Yeah, no. You know, you're not going to do the finer parts. Uh, look, I'm pretty sure that uh, I mean, it's just it's just helping these these headphones because because we 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 spare no expense here at mm. uh, at the edge. So so like I'm pretty sure it's just it's just shielding my ears from the regular distortion from these shitty old headphones that you make me wear when I do. Well, the there sound. is a story, and I think I'll save it for the next episode, which is the hundredth about those headphones. So just we'll back that up quickly, but before we introduce the guest, wool traps in sound. Did you say? Yeah, it traps in warmth and sound. Yeah, that was supposed to be a joke. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it must be hard for a sheep at a Katy Perry concert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, dude, he's, he's on fire. <laughs> it's been, that's why it's been weeks since we've had him on. And our guest today, in the old days, he'd be called a tree-hugging hippie. But these days, he's probably called, what is it, a trendy leftist, inner-city latte-sipping elitist. Latte-sipping hipster elitist. Yeah. How much, how, how much do you hate hipsters? So, ladies and gentlemen, I should say... Carlo Sands, welcome to the po- first time on the podcast. Welcome, welcome, sir. Thank you, thank you for this. is a momentous episode, episode ninety nine, the very last one ever in double digits. I think I'm, <laughs> next week, I mean, whatever, hundred. That's the first of many in triple figures. That's you probably got some hack coming on or something. Like this is the one. Going down in history, ninety nine. It's a wrestling trouble. Come on, all guns are blazing. It's almost like you know. Well, admittedly, you know, Lester is wearing a blue tie, which is kind of a trigger to Carlo. Exactly. So you should give a bit of background. I call you a tree hugging hippie. Is that's accurate? Well, no, I've never hugged a tree. I don't actually like trees, but um, oh, I really? think that. Well, I respect their right to exist. You take up like because you're, you're 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 you are you're a leftist. I am. Yeah. What, so what does that entail? So like what what causes you against this week? Well, look, it, yeah, it entails waking up in the morning, getting right. onto Facebook and getting angry. Like, just, like reading, like, all your other left-wing friends have been posting. Like, you just read, like, Here's, they killed more people in Gaza, there's horror here. And you get angry, and that sort of starts the day off. Uh, it's a good way to start. Uh, and then you, yeah. Uh, do you take that rage, bottle it up, and use it in a useful way, constructive, you know, constructing widgets for somebody? Or what do you do? Do you consider Facebook posts useful? Well, yeah. Well, stop Tony. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Didn't stop Tony though. Yeah. <laughs> Tony and Coney. Yeah, it depends how you define useful, I suppose. I like to say I've never seen Carlo with a latte at all. No, not all of them. Not all of them. You know, actually, I read this thing recently. There, a lattes are expensive. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not casting. I've seen Carlo with a goon bag. <laughs> I haven't seen him with a latte. Yeah. yeah. No. I did, well, yeah. I. Oh, so was it Chardonnay in the goon bag? <laughs> I think it would have been how my uncle used to pronounce it, Risling. Risling, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
like this is like you know, <laughs> if you're a real sweet, leftist sweet and you're a hipster leftist, so you've got to be angry these days, not at Abbott, but at the fact that everyone's taking your turf. So <laughs> like, it's like, oh, I'm the guy, like, and the government's like, you can't just jump in now. I was doing this under Rudd. I was complaining about Rudd. You know, yeah. from the left, now everyone's jumping in and having a go at Abbott, and you know, you can't get a hearing on, on Twitter because it's just like, you know, even celebrities are doing it. It's just. Have yeah. you thought of switching maybe going the other, you know, oh. being pro Abbott, anti. Anti everyone else, anti yeah, anti the anti the left. Because I got to admit, like I'm at the moment, like <laughs> no, no, let him answer the question because that's a fucking doozy, mate. Oh. Have you thought about have you thought about <laughs> switching sides, Carlo? Well, actually, if you notice, that, well, like I suppose it's a possibility. <laughs> yeah, it's a possibility. But actually, if I notice. To judge from some, you know, long-standing leftists, they just get more left. They're just like, oh, it's all very well, you know, marching against Abbott, you know, like they, they marched in the past. That's not enough. You've, now you've got to – they don't really have an answer for what you've got to do because they jail you these days under terror laws if they actually were yeah, yeah. going too far. But, you know, so they don't even have a proper answer. But, yeah, you just find a, you find I a know, new niche. I haven't heard about these terror laws, well, or at least the, the, the extent of them. How far do you have to go before you get locked up these days? Like, just marching? Is that enough? I'm pretty sure you're not allowed even to, to congregate and protest probably these days. Yeah, well, yeah. Tasmania's trying Tasmania, to pass the law that you can't you can't interrupt a business to protest. Yeah, right. So, yeah. But, I mean, just going, like, you say, like, views have changed. Yeah. Malcolm Fraser, <laughs> he claims, no, he claims to him, he's like, yeah. I haven't gotten more left wing. The party's gotten more right wing. He goes, I'm pretty much still the same opinion now as I was when I was prime minister. Mm. It's just that the rest of the world's gone yeah, yeah. further to the right. Yeah, it's the left of Labour. But how does it go for Richo? Is that the <laughs> <laughs> well, Richo just sees where the numbers are and he yeah. chases, chases. For all our overseas listeners, Graham Richo Richardson is he's everything that is wrong with politics, in my opinion. He's not <laughs> the he's strat- numbers the, man. All, all, all strategy, reckon, no style. Do you reckon maybe Fraser's just trolling the left? Like, because the old leftists remembered, like he was the hate figure. It was like he brought down Whitlam, and they just like you hated no one in the let's, world. Let's, let's be honest, though. Let's be honest, though. John Howard's got more in. Con- uh, in common with Whitlam than he does with Tony Abbott. It's yeah. ridiculous how far right they've gone these days. Oh, they have gone no, mental. No. They have See, gone I'd mental. argue that Howard is a result of, like, he brought back wedge politics. I mean, he bought, he was a man who, he's always, I read his autobiography and I think it pretty much speaks that the man's racist. I mean, his <laughs> views on the Vietnamese in the 80s, he didn't want them then. And then he saw, oh, Pauline Hanson, she's getting some good traction with that racism. Let's adopt it for my policy. Yeah. I'd say he's more, I would say he is more of a problem. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll cop to the hyperbole. Yeah, no, for sure. I was making a, I was making a dumb comparison to point out just how fucking right-wing Tony Abbott is. But, um, but, but I, I still think the point stands. I mean, they, um, Howard might have gone like, uh, gone pretty nuts though on, on, you know, other races, as you as you point out, but he was he was at least sort of a subtle enough politician not to fucking ram. Oh yeah, I think like, more talented a politician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the other thing that Howard had over <laughs> well that and the fact that Howard stuck to an opinion and ideology. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, I don't even know that's the word the way you pronounce it. Ideology, he, like because yeah. I mean, like I read an article ideology was, <laughs> ideology um, on Abbott in that Abbott when he was health minister under Howard, he wanted to get. Control of hospitals off the states. His idea, his choice. He believed that federal should run hospitals. Now that he's prime minister, he wants to give it back to the states. That's a big fucking flip to have in less than ten years. Yeah, well, don't forget that the flip he had in like about five minutes on the environment. I think we should have this. I think I totally support an emissions trading scheme came out. I don't know, like a week after he said that he didn't even think uh, yeah. global warming existed. It was just yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. It was so fast. Whatever, yeah, he's, yeah, it's insane. That man is just well. I, I mean, I think he has an agenda. It's the same agenda as Howard's. It's just Howard was more talented, and Abbott's doing this because he feels he can get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he's. I mean, essentially, well, he can get away with it because he's got two terms guaranteed. <laughs> oh, I don't know if he I don't has. Know, that's true. Actually, he's I, got. You would have thought so, but no. He's got a thirty-five. Actually, yeah, sure you're right. Yeah, you're he's right got a thirty-five there. seat majority, and right. some of the moves he's going. I think even like some of the centre people who would be like. Like there, are, there are people who genuinely go to each election. Who do I vote for? Which party? And the people who voted for Abbott, some of them would be looking at some of me and go, "Jeez, mate, that's harsh." No, but you know what? You guys are looking at the wrong angle. If you're all anti-Abbott, right? Which you are. Mm. 
if he goes further into the I abyss. I decided it was raised that I might. Get <laughs> 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 a podcast, I might announce that I'm joining the. If he goes further into the abyss, that that brings Turnbull in. He's much more palatable to the. To nah, Turnbull. I, Turnbull will never ever lead the Liberal Party ever. There's more chance of him jumping ship and joining Palmer than there is of him <laughs> leading. And I'd like to see that. I would like to see a few. Like I think it should be like wrestling in wrestling where you have the stables and you have like for those recent WWE fans Ryan's just tuning out so yeah, we're just yeah. my eyes are but the shoe, you watch the although shield. I do agree that there's but, more dignity in wrestling well there is it's a hell of a lot more yeah. real yeah. politics yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I'd like to see switching sides like I'd like to see you know there's a big vote in the upper house everywhere, and then all of a sudden you know Malcolm takes a couple of backbenches and goes well Tony F you I'm going to join Palmer, and you get a third viable party. Is Palmer a heel or a babyface right now? I think he's in between. I think he's more if Austin. You're, if, you're, if you're female, he's a bad guy because he, he treats you like shit. Yeah. But I think he's someone that ultimately teases. I'm a man of the people, but yeah. at the end of the day, there is an I in Clive, and that's who he's <laughs> out for. The, the sad thing, I mean, he's seen a, a, a market and he's gone for it, but the, the sad, the, the reality of it is, it's just a falling out with Campbell Newman and Queen. Like, he was mm. the biggest donor, and then they wouldn't let him expand a mine. He's like, well, f- you know, screw you, I'm forming a party, and he's just causing chaos. But yeah. he's also came into politics at a time when, like, there is, like, there used to be the Democrats. Like, if you yeah. didn't like Labor or Liberal, you had the choice of the Greens or the Democrats. Like, the Greens, for me... I like a lot of their but there are some policies of theirs that I just and politicians Sarah Hansen Young who I can't stand, so they don't get my vote. So what's my alternative? Look for the local independent. And let's be honest, unless you get the balance of power in the Senate, voting like I live in a pretty safe Labor seat. If I get annoyed at my local member yeah. and I vote for you know Joe X, whoever is there, they're not going to win. That my vote's pretty much wasted. But Palmer's there in the if I can vote vote for them in the Senate, it's like okay. Clive, he stands for something that's different to the Greens, different to Labor and Liberal. And he, yeah. The one thing Palmer's got is charisma, which many and of them haven't. <laughs> and money. <laughs> he makes good yeah. jokes. Charisma? Really? He's just a funny, he's just well, a, he's a parody of himself. Yeah, it's a kind of crazy charisma. Yeah. But yeah. it's he, definitely, I think it's hard to know how much of it's delivered. He, I think, but whatever got, it is, I think what he's got is good PR value and that's about it. With the, 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 yeah. the no, nutbag stuff he says. Yeah, but when people hate, when people are sick of the politicians and he comes across as the anti-politician, yeah. whether he's doing it on purpose or he's really that insane. Because, <laughs> you know, but, but a friend of the show, Nathan Lenton's a big fan Albeit ironically, of course, but um, <laughs> loves his work. He's just yeah. one of those guys that just—he makes an impression when he comes on the screen. Oh, he does! Like he's definitely got charisma, and I mean, like I remember watching like the his election campaign. He had that many ads, and he'd say like there was one I can't remember it exactly, but I was watching it, and he said this idea of like I can't remember what the economic. It was all these economic ideas. Maybe it was something like if we cut payroll tax, we do this, we do that. And I was sitting there thinking, oh, that's a good, that's not a bad idea. Now, I've got a degree in economics. And then I suddenly started doing the sums in my head. And I go, but if we do whatever this plan was, inflation would go through the roof. It would cra- <laughs> like, Clive, you know, popularizes these ideas that sound good unless you start thinking about them. Well, and and which- nobody, but of course, nobody ever has to think about them because he's never going to have enough power to put things like that in place. Well, what about I'd it? argue what? that at the moment that yeah. he's going to, like at the moment, he's got a little bit, a lot of bargaining power. No, of course he does. I mean, he holds he holds a bit of a, a quite a big chunk of the balance. Now, excuse Senate, me, Ryan. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah. You got the guy from the motoring party behind him. <laughs> <laughs> don't no. Don't mention balance of power and Ricky Muir in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah. He wants to hold someone that's monthly. <laughs> Rupu parties for all. Yeah. Now, for that Ricky Muir, like I, I don't know. I thought. I don't know. Like, I don't mind the story of him getting into parliament because I mean, this—he's a battler with six kids. He's a sawmiller. Six he's kids. Only... He doesn't need a fucking electorate. He needs a pack of the condoms. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he's on, on a, Now he's on like two. What is it? Two hundred grand a year for the next six years. Mm. So he's sorted, his yeah. future. Yeah, and he's. Let's be honest. After the next election, he's probably not going to have much to do. <laughs> yeah, so. Good on. Who's the one from the pup party, Palmer party? Jackie Lambie. They're, they're one from the army. She's hilarious. Yeah, Jackie. She's. Yeah, yeah. I went down to Tassie because you know I'm a Tassie. They're embarrassed by her. <laughs> oh, she's a shocker. I saw her in Q and A, and she sounded like I don't know, deep, deep, deep country. It was hilarious. Bogan. She's yeah. a bogan. The only thing I can really remember about having heard her say, like, in the in the first week or so of like new Senate sitting, is she was really having a mad go at Abbott. 
about the fact that he had his daughters with him on 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 the campaign trail. But her big like concern was this: it was, it was a security risk <laughs> that he was like putting his daughters in the firing line. And that's that's her major sort of concern with it, and she's banging on and on and on about it. it's just so unhinged. It's ridiculous. Besides the fact they're about six foot two each, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but does she want to liberate Tasmania? Because that was Clive saying when he went down there. Like he was like, I think they want. She wants um they want a special economic zone for Tassie. Like they want they pretty much they're doing what Brian Harradine who used to have the balance of power doing right. getting all these handouts for Tassie. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, Tassie, the economy's fucked down yeah. there at the moment. Like and yeah, there's sadly their solution is log more forests, which is fucked. Yeah, as Abba said, they said the problem with Tasmanian economy, the high unemployment, there's too many trees, too many old growth forests. It's like Yeah. That, what, that, not, that, was really, his, that was his yeah, dichotomy. Yeah, it, was, it, was yeah, many, it fl- right. flies in the face of most economic theory, which is normally that you know there's not much of a correlation between the existence of old growth forests and jobs. He's discovered a new theory. Yeah, indeed. Oh, I'd just be thankful he's not president of Brazil. <laughs> the Amazon oh, would be long gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheaper books, but... Well, that's, well, yeah, there's a dying medium, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's the whole, the whole, but I mean, this whole argument though, like we talk about, like I usually choose a lefty Carlo and I don't like the whole idea of left versus right. Cause I feel that at the moment, if you're left on one issue, you almost have to by default be left on absolutely everything or yeah. vice versa. Right. And I think like, I don't like that the label, like, I think you should be like, there are issues that I, like, I agree the carbon tax I liked, I think it should come back. So that technique, does that by default make me a leftist? According to Rupert Murdoch, it does. But there are other issues like drugs where my views are a little more right-wing. So I what don't... What you're saying is... You want to shoot people for drug use. Well, not shoot, but, but I... You, you support a hard line on them, basically. I... Marijuana, I think, should be legal for medicinal purposes. Yeah. The others, no fucking way. There's no ice they should be crackdowns on. And crack crackdown, yeah, cra- yeah, massive crack crackdown. Like, I don't, I don't believe in decriminalization of other drugs. I Mixing don't... crack with ice, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Michael Williamson thinks you well, should always you combine your drugs. Yeah, I think what you're talking about here is the pick and mix principle, which is my, my diet. So the what? Uh, the pick and mix. Pick and mix. Like when you get all the different lollies and you put them in your bag. Yeah, well, there's that. There's also that chart, which is like it's not just left or right. There's like um, economic and social. On different Yeah, axes. that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think maybe what you're sort of getting at, Mark, and I'm not gonna put words in your mouth, but is that and, and this frustrates me a bit too, is this <laughs> idea that um, people people identify <laughs> otherwise <laughs> intelligent people <laughs> otherwise intelligent people identify as either left or right. Yeah. And then they just read their scorecard, <laughs> what am I supposed to believe in, rather than actually making up their own mind about different issues? Is yeah. that well, basically yeah, I think that's what it is. Like I think these days everyone would like identify oh, I'm left, oh, I'm right. And it's like when you look at all these, like all, lumping all these issues together, I don't think is good for debate in general. And debate in politics at the moment is like, like if the formula which has been set by Abbott is if you're in opposition, you go no, 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 no. You don't compromise. Mm. Whereas politics at its best is mm. about compromising. Yeah, that's right. Both parties have ideas and they should come together. But this whole... But also a nuanced view of like a spectrum of kind of... A spectrum of an issue, the full, the full sort of. It's not all or nothing. It's not. It's not global warming doesn't exist versus we need to stop driving our cars right now. There's like there's various kind of there's various degrees in between. And well, at um, the moment, the Australian policy is fuck it. Global warming doesn't exist. Yeah, and no. oh, we can drive our. Ca- I can burn fifteen tires in my backyard tonight just yeah. for the fun of it. Yep, yep. And is that, yeah. is, that's the plan. Oh yeah, we're doing I've, that after when well, like we finish I'm, here. And, it's a cold day we're recording. I'm not yeah, a fan right. of um, cold weather. That's why I moved from Tassie to Sydney. And yeah. I'm am actually for climate change. Like I'd like to warm up <laughs> the planet. I don't have my license. Like I got a V8 out the back. I yeah. just rev it up three hours a day. Just you know, keep it going. You might move back to Tasmania if it, if it gets warm enough. It does. So that's gonna be good. That's yeah. the dream. That's Childhood the dream. Memories yeah. without the cold. And the without forests. That, yeah. The forests will be an Amazon yep. and rainforest. So yeah. then the logging industry comes back. Fuck, it keeps growing. Yeah. It'll just be me and the dinosaurs. They'll be due for a comeback. <laughs> yeah. no, Clive's building them. All they're going to do is make them real. You know, like he's just got to wish hard enough. Isn't that how it works? If you, wish, oh, if you have a dream. You know, who Clive reminds, you know who Clive reminds me of? You guys seen Caddyshack 2? Yeah. Jackie Mason's character. He buys the country club and then turns it into this cheap resort. I think Clive just saw Caddyshack yeah. 2 and goes, yeah, yeah I've got a niche in life. Speaking of, speaking of dinosaurs, there's a there's this thing doing the rounds on social media recently, this, um, this photo of Steven Spielberg like posing yeah. in front yeah. of the Triceratops. Yeah, hilarious. Have you seen this? Hilarious. And this, and this, this woman is just... 
going off about how they killed this. Or I couldn't tell if it was satirical, but I suspect it wasn't. Oh, it was really yeah, because originally it was it was satirical, and and then it seems to be that someone took it seriously. But I kind of have my doubts because it's so stupid. I, I kind of think it's yeah. manufactured. We all meant to feel superior. I think the yeah. fact, oh, yeah. yeah, I like for me, I think it's I think it's just dumb. Like I think it's been made up. I think like yeah. I thought I saw it at first. So that's a funny shot. And you read the comment. I think it's made up, but mm-hmm. on on purpose viral. You reckon? Yeah, but it's but then again, yeah. like news.com.au and the SMH have both done stories on this whole thing, saying are people stupid? Oh, really? Have they? And it's like that. Know. Well, that's your journalism these days. Yeah. World, world, world <laughs> exclusive on Comedy on the Edge. It could have been worse. It could have <laughs> been Mel Gibson posing in front of Stephen Spielberg. <laughs> 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 I think we have an episode. Let's say that um, Shia LaBeouf lately he's he's gone through a bit of tough time. He got arrested for drink driving. Um, Mel Gibson came out in his defence at the moment, and I think even Shia in his state that's, that's not who you want in your corner, is it? It's like getting Charlie Manson to do your medical report. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty. Or Les- Lester to be your lawyer. <laughs> Yeah. Touche. Hmm. Touche. Well, the whole thing, like, you talk about the, stu- the dinosaur thing. Mm. Carlo's a head right. We've got a li- our little side project, The Un Australian. Yeah. It's tumblr.theunaustralian.com. It's a little, it's a satirical newspaper, and we yeah. do a bit of contributions. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah, and at the moment it's actually probably making more sense than the real news, isn't it? Well, this gets to impo- That's where it just sort of it gets. You almost don't have to say much. Like, I mean, that. Like, how do you? Like some of the news is so insane, it's almost impossible to know how to satirize it. I mean, Christopher Pine's education minister—I mean, that's a joke. Like, yeah. like, what do you add to that? You know, so it's actually—it's like kind of struggle. Like, it, it, uh, is a bit, of, it is a bit like when uh, the election um, in the states, like nearly eight years ago, where um, God, I'm forgetting her name now, but she was the running mate of uh, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like all the comedy about her at the time, like Tina Fey getting up and. It was just a bare-faced copy of what she was yeah. actually doing. They yeah, weren't yeah. adding anything. She was just that yeah, It feels weird. cheating or it yeah, feels yeah. like you've got to be like, you can't exaggerate it anymore. No. So what do you... And you know at the moment they're saying that like this is the golden age for TV, mm-hmm. but I think for comics, it's the golden age for not having to generate your own material. Yeah. Like you could <laughs> yeah, almost yeah. get up on stage and read, read the headlines of the Daily Telegraph out and get a laugh. Like one of the things I mean, I did, one of the things I did was like which was just read Gina Reinhardt's poem on stage, like, and that just people like really? fucking, yeah. yeah, that kills, like, because it's hilarious. Yeah, it's you so know? weird. Like, it's so bizarre that you know, it's like, thank you for you just written five minutes of material. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, like back to the um, politics left right thing for comedy, which we're all involved in, right, in various yeah. forms. Um, unless you're a full-on dude like Carlo or a full-on right-wing guy like Nick DiPaolo or someone like that, or Nathan Lenton. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't work. I mean, like, like everyone gets on stage. Every person or man gets on stage and trashes Abbott, like, because he's easily trashable. Same with George Bush. It's like, well, it's yeah. funny you sort of saying that. I was having a conversation. I won't name it because with a comic today, and we were discussing the issue. We've got some potential gigs for audiences that may have voted for Abbott. And it's a case of having to prepare jokes. Well, over half the country voted for it. Yeah, well, they did. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot now. Not everyone admits to it anymore. But we did a gig. I've, like, I did a gig a couple of months ago now in Randwick. And I got up and I had a joke about Abbott. And I said, Tony Abbott. And they cheered. And then I had to. I made that switch in my head. Oh, these people actually like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so I had to change gears. Yeah. And I just cut that out of my act. But... Yeah. I think it's like I think it's a genuine challenge yeah. at the moment to write jokes right as a right wing person because I think I don't know how would you do it like you just become a speechwriter forever this week well yeah but well you've got a bit whatever it is like whatever the topic is and whatever your take on it is comedy has the same dynamics like it's got to expose a con- it's got to be based on some sort of contradiction and some sort of conflict that you find a way to draw out so whatever it is and I think you can do it like for me like. Doing some jokes about politics, like the best compliment I ever got was Andrew Barnett, who like you know, comments show here. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, he said to me, oh, "I really like the way you take the audience with you when you go on that shit mm. about refugees." And I was like, I thought like you know, he, he agreed with me politically. He said, oh, no, "I don't really. That's why I appreciate. That's why you know." Yeah. And for me, that's like you know, that means that it works as comedy. Like you know, like it, it actually, you know, I mean, no one make you don't check. Like if you do, I mean, I do jokes about politics because I tend to think about politics. Yeah. Not because I think if I get up on a fucking stage and um, make a joke, it's going to change anything. It's just, that's, you know, that's, I think whatever it is, whatever, whatever your perspective is, if you can make it work as comedy, hmm. you can carry it, 
you should be able to, the material should be strong enough to carry it anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he's saying is so true. Like, it shits me as a comedy fan. You know, you know I'm a comedy nerd in this room. Mm. I love Carlo's act because he really loves it and really believes it. But I hate the cheap fucking re- references. You know, Gina Reinhart's fat and this one's fucking George well, my, Bush's my, dumb. My view on politi- politics um, and comedy is um, play the ball, not the man. Yeah. And so, I mean, with Reinhardt, that, yeah, her weight is a cheap. Actually, same comic I was having discussion with, he made, like, we were working on some jokes and he had a joke about her weight and I said, that's a cheap joke. And he's like, oh, you're the comedy police. And I go, well, I don't think you gain, like, I don't think the joke's that funny and you're taking a cheap shot. David Mitchell said that on, it was like on um, Would I Lie to You when people were having jokes about, I think Anne Whittacombe is like a Tory, you know, and, you know, she's the Gina Reinhardt, you know, a bit like Gina Reinhardt, you know, she's not the thinnest woman. Mm. And someone made a joke about it and he said, are we doing this? Like, you know, like she's homophobic and he lists all the obnoxious yeah. things and that's the worst thing you can say. Yeah, about I mean, Gina's suing her own family. <laughs> I mean, that's... It just shits me, especially in America where it's just like, like 95% of the arts are left-leaning, right? No, 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 no. Like, do it down south. No, 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 no. Like, I, um, you'd be surprised. Go to the Republican Party list of donors. A lot of Hollywood actors. Actors, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, well, that's the arts. I mean, But, I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, Bill Clinton fucked a chick under his desk and then, like, um, and then, and pardoned 300 criminals on his, on his last day in office and, like, he was a nightmare, right? Yeah. Did a few good things and then... It's just like, because you're left-leaning, you just don't mention that, and then you hit the next guy because he's dumb. It's like, fuck. Yeah, you've got to be consistent. It's just like, yeah. The best political comics me. are social. Like, you know, people like Bill Hicks or George Carlin, they're not tied to a party. You know, they just, what's the contradiction, like, in this society? I like to say, Dad let him hit Bill Clinton a few times, so I appreciate that, Dad. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, but I think, like, in America, there's, like, the whole right. Like, I think Kelsey Grammer identifies himself. Like, there was... I don't know if it was a TV channel or a show for right-wing comedians, and it was hosted by Kelsey Grammer, and he came out doing the right-wing... St- and there was like there were uh, there are actual right-wing comedians. Oh, yeah, there are, but I mean, there's a percentage. It's like the, yeah. the default yeah. is just the cheap fucking thing, and it just shits me as a as an. But art I mean, form. the alternate here is I mean, like going to Australia. I don't like. We were looking at putting a political night on, and I would like a right-wing comedian, and I can't find one. Like legitimate, like someone that could get up and do follow, you know, like Carlo mm. and do those jokes. Like the only, I've got some jokes about Sarah Hansen Young, but that's about it. There's no, mm. I can't, my whole, I, yeah. To be honest, I think it's because they're off being stockbrokers. They're off like, you know, <laughs> <they're> <laughs> money. Actually, that yeah, that's true. Right? They, the, the, the starving artist thing is, you know, why do yeah. we, we can yeah. earn, yeah, ton, you've, you've nailed that on the head there, Carlo. Yeah. No, I understand. Now, Ryan, you were talking like, speaking of criminals. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you, you were talking about, you, you recently ran a footy tipping thing in the office? Yeah, no, not, not footy. Um, yeah, no, was it yes or no? Oh, you're not. Well, yeah, no, not, 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 not footy. It was for the World Cup. It was for... Um, yes. It was for football. Football. The, the beautiful game. The soccer. F-U-T-B-O-L. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, no, I just uh, I decided kind of at last minute, so it's the, the height of organisation. It's like the day before and I thought, oh, we could do some fundraising for the social club at work. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll put on a World Cup tipping competition, manage to you know, scrape together an invite in five minutes' time and send it out yeah, to the whole office. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, yeah. It was for work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and, the, yeah. And, and the thing is, is that I got a few, got a few punters but there's always that person in the office who's like got their five suggestions for how you should have run it better after the fact. <laughs> I love you know, that guy. You know, and I'm getting this. I'm email, sure it's a man. Oh, you shouldn't. Have, you shouldn't. You shouldn't have used that website. This website's much easier to use. And you know, I would have joined you to competition, but I'm not going to. But maybe you should do one for the A League next season. She's like coming up with all this. Was uh, yeah, it was. It was. I tell you who that is, but it's the concept of the know-it-all mate. You know, the barbecue. Oh, mate, you, you got to see the sides first. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. The person standing next to the guy with the tongs. It's like, oh, I didn't see you putting the fucking World Cup tipping competition on there, pal. How about, how about you? How about you? Just shut the fuck up. But, um, yeah, no, it was, it, was just, it was just that. That was the story. It was like oh, one yeah, of those yeah. things you put yourself out there, even in a small way, in, in the social club uh, type thing for, uh, for, for Sorry, l- ladies and gentlemen. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> just have to... <laughs> Lester, 
believe it or not, has a job on the podcast to write down the keywords so we can tag it. He's sitting there spinning the pen, <laughs> and I've got a spiral notepad against it, making this fucking scraping noise. It sounds I've like, told him it sounds like part of the little, little river band, isn't he? <laughs> so, and, uh, and you hear a little noise, and I look, yeah. I go, what the fuck is that? That's, it's Lester. That's Lester thinking about what to write next. <laughs> Could have passed it off as Castanets, but no. No, 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 no. no. And now he's tapping, no, he's tapping it, it on his face. Yeah, he's like a <laughs> <laughs> Lost control of the pen off him. <laughs> dear, oh dear. We thought... No more cans of soft drink because of the last one. And now he's scraping the bloody pack. Next, next week, we're going to have to... Do you remember in the old days how they used to have, like, gloves? That, oh, this is real old days. You see them in museums, like, they have gloves to stop you masturbating. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to have anti, to, like... Anti-self-mutilation gloves. Yeah, yeah for yeah. the next record, we'll have a mic stand. You can have the mic in the stand, and we'll just tape his hands together and give him those gloves to stop yeah, the fucking... You can you'd still do something. you start chatting oh, his I'm sure together. he will. He'll be just... He'll probably, he's probably got tap shoes on. He'll start tap dancing. Have you got a, have you got a bottle? A Coke there, Jim. You're not going to drink a Coke while we're while we're. Uh, no, now. but if you want one, I can get one. No, no, that's right. <laughs> You're trying to send him out of the just, room. Just open. No, I'm just saying he's going to open it into the microphone. Again, <laughs> you know. But that's like I remember. Like I used to have an office job, and it was we used to do the Melbourne Cup sweep. And ah, oh, the sweep. That's yeah. pressure. Like the. It goes like everyone in the office has to do one year of it because it really is stressful. You got to run, and because when money's involved, everything's got to be identifiable, and everything's got to add up. And you can't. It's embezzling's hard. It's always some some, some shit goes. Yeah, um, I'll give you the money later, and then like yeah, <laughs> oh, chasing him. You, like, yeah, you don't, you don't work in a very complicated office, do you? The, the, the Melbourne Cup week is stressful. It's, like, it's so hard. You got to take down twenty names and put them in a spreadsheet next. To, Did they pay or not? This no, is no, just no. Ridiculous. We not not just one. Like because it's. The office I worked in was of 400 people. I'm actually with Mark, So you yeah. used, used to have to have, like, you'd have three yeah, sweeps. When a sweep's sold out, you get to the next sweep. And then you get to the stage where, like, you might have sold 18 of 22 horses. And you go, oh, and someone go, oh, no, I want to go in the new, I'll wait till the new yeah. sweep. So then the other sweep, then you go, oh, no. And, yeah, it's, it's very stressful. If you work in an office building like that, it's almost like a prison. People go mental for the smallest things. Yeah, yeah. they do. They really like, do. Like, it's this free pizza and then there's this, someone doesn't get an extra slice that's like, like a you, fucking you, World War III. Like or this pineapple on the pizza. It's, it's, it's like Lord of the Flies in an office building. Well, it is. It's like, because I mean, like I, in, in an office, it is you're petty. Like, it's, because you're bored. Like, most 90, I'd say, is it right? 90% of people are bored in offices? Or is that too high? Like, well, who isn't bored? I mean, that's, 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 we'll find out who's not bored. I reckon, bored I reckon like, that would only be the yes. I think the only <laughs> people that aren't bored in an office are HR, and that's just because they still haven't figured out what they're meant to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've got access to everyone's pay record, so they know how to negotiate their salary. Yeah, they know who to be nice to and who <laughs> yeah, not yeah. to be nice yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. And actually, I, the other word, like my last job, I used to have, um, the IT department didn't like me. And I think it's because, you know how you have to set your password and they're not supposed to know what the password is? Yeah. I think he knew what my password was because the IT guy, we'll just call him Joe Smith for the sake of this. My password with Joe Smith sucks dick. That was my IT password. And one day he had to fix my, and I had to type it in <laughs> front of him. He didn't speak to me after that. You are uh, You made notorious. a joke about that on Twitter. And I, was, I was like, is that, I thought it was. No, that was true. Yeah, I was kind of like, I, I, I actually heard oh, on joke. Wow. I thought that's not a bad joke. <laughs> it's but, a good uh, joke, but it was one of those things like, when, like, I used to, like, at this workplace, I used to have. The way you started that story, by the way, it was like, my IT guys hate me at work. I was like, okay, where's this going? It's like, because I poor face insulted the dude. Like, well, it's just like, I just, I just called, I just said that he sucked dick. In my password and made him type it in. Is there a password? Well, I might just you know, I mean, you know, there's no shame in that. Oh no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm a very own. But if you, do, I'm encouraging. Of yeah, but there's not, what, my point here, Carlo, is there's not a lot of mystery involved here, is there? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like, I, I, I think you know, we it know why. Creepy. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, the either yeah. way, the reason I got annoyed with it, like, because I used to my password, like, because how many every office place, Lester, in your office, do you have more than one password? Like you. You have one to log in. You have is that the case or yeah? There's a few going around. Yeah, and like at our work, the, the workplace that I'm no longer there, we had to have six different passwords. Now you can't write them down. You got to remember six different passwords. Then you combine that with my Facebook password, my Twitter password. Do you actually follow the rule about not writing them down? I've just got them all in a notepad document on my desktop. Well, now a hacker. Yeah, 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 hacking's easy. If yeah, someone steals my identity, fucking good luck to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my my password system used Fuck to be: I'd have my. It was my favorite wrestler. And then I'd just add a number afterwards. So I knew yeah. it. And then so, so your password was, was Virgil, was it? <laughs> Benoit, <laughs> Shout out Cody Dobbs. I appreciate that one. Um, and then, but then they changed it and I had to change my whole system. So I thought, 
I need something that like when I need this password, I need to remember it. And I'm like, IT made me change this password. Actually, it wasn't. It was Joe's a dick. That's what I put. And I thought, well, well every time I think of Joe, Joe's a dick. I'll put in Joe's a dick, and that was it. And yeah, then came the day when I had to type in Joe's a dick in front of Joe. And he, yeah, he didn't like it. Yeah, no, I can't imagine why. He didn't sign my going away card. It could have been yeah. Joe, the, ca- <laughs> Joe the cameraman. Joe oh, the man, he missed an opportunity there. Well, I, had... I would have definitely signed your going away card if I was Joe the dick. I would have, <laughs> I would have written, fuck you, Mark. Piss off. Well, I had to... Another, 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 <laughs> Here's a password for your next job. This is yeah, another of right. my office life. And I had... I, they had to... Because of me, they had to get another going away card for someone. Because this, well, this girl, she clearly had problems. She was leaving. She didn't get along with anyone. She was bullying people, and they were. She was. She was pretty much asked to leave, and they got her a card. And I thought it'd be really funny to write on it, "Hey, so and so, seek help, Mark." <laughs> with a number, it's just too nice. Just seek help, you know. And I thought it'd be yeah. So they got a new card. So she didn't get that. I hope she did get help. It was a social message. You were just helping. Was being nice. You were reaching out. You HR wanted to get counselling with that. Man. Yeah, right. Well, it must be must be about time. Speaking of counselling, yeah, every, that beanie is really. I think we're gonna have to take a picture with you with the beanie. All right. Yeah, you look. Mm. You're looking really awesome, right? Wow. I've got a reference no, here. Look, but with the headphones, no, you do look like a hipster DJ. I mean, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, the headphones look like you should be in a. We should take a picture, like with the club. You do look like yeah, a hipster DJ. Yeah. With head- take the headphones off. You just look like. A I tell you, it looks. Yeah, like, yeah. I've got a reference. It's a bit modern. You mightn't get it. Um, Paul Hogan in the movie Almost an Angel. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that one? There you go. Shout out to Steve Austin for one of Lester's patented topic references. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Well, I'm not going to take that as an insult. This is a, a, a living Australian treasure, Paul Hogan. And that's one of his finest tax. works. Yeah. I bet you there's a few people at the tax office who's got Paul Hogan's dick as their <laughs> All right, and then it's time for a regular guest. We haven't had it in a couple of weeks, so no, I, I better. No. I, and we still haven't got music, so I'm going to have no. to do the intro. You are going to have Ladies to Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our regular segment, Ryan's Random Questions. Ryan's Random Questions. Thanks, Mark. Suck. <laughs> Shut up, Lester. Okay. So, Carlo, the, I should explain. Yeah. Carlo, yeah, Ryan's going to ask some yeah. random questions. We'll all get some feedback, f- have some discussion. Yeah. Um, there are no wrong answers, just wrong questions. And there are. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's good. also known as the audience bathroom break time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did you really biting today, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, that one hurt, didn't it? <laughs> it that, did. That did hurt. Check <laughs> back a few tears as I read out the first one. Uh, question number one. Rupert Murdoch recently said, if the sea level rises, you're just going to have to move inland. Now, do you think this finally confirms that his evil fortress is on wheels? <laughs> That's a good one. I think he own- I'd say that means he probably owns property in Bondi Junction. And he's just banking on like Bondi Beach flooding because Bondi, it's on the hill. So yeah, think, right. Yeah, I think he's... He wants, he wants seaside property. It's pretty logical. He's, he's doing his Lex Luthor, isn't he? He's doing his Lex Luthor. Yeah. He's actually, he's, he's buying up coal, burn it, Raise the sea level and then getting his, you know, his his frontage. I'm, I'm sure he probably has done what Lex did and, and bought that desert in California. It's actually so. a Pinky in the Brain plot where he's going to melt Pinky oh, in the Brain, the cult cartoon. Brain was going to melt the ice caps. He'd bought up all the real estate <laughs> above the 16th floor and was going to pretty much flood the world up to the 16th floor and then he'd own the world. Yeah. I, I think that... I think we need to check, but I think Rupert has bought every 16th floor and above apartment. And I think these days he actually bears a striking resemblance to the brain as well. He's got that whole sort of wrinkly forehead thing going on. Well, he's probably got the same sex appeal of a mouse. Yeah, yeah, that's true. A brainy, nerdy mouse. I don't think Wendy Deng was fucking a mouse, but... No, she was fucking... Tim Blair. Or Tony Blair, wasn't it? Not Tim Blair. (laughs) 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 That'd be interesting. There's a sex too. Did you hear about that Allegedly. Carly, did you hear about that quote when he said all that stuff about... No, I didn't. That's a good quote, though. Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we don't need to invest in windmills and all that rubbish was the other one that he was saying at the time. Sorry, um, can you elaborate on the one? I don't don't remember that. Uh, He was interviewed recently um, in Australia Mm. and he was basically just asked a few questions about public policy and what he thinks of Abbott. Abbott's a stand-up guy, he reckons. He's a... He's, uh, he's, he's an honest. An, an honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was he using 1950s um, Bronx vernacular? Was <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, he didn't say stand-up guy. He said uh, <laughs> he said um, something about him being uh, an honest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, right. And, well, they, you know, were t- they had the thing where it was the 50th anniversary of the Australian. Yeah. Strangely enough, Tony Abbott praised him, you know, turned up to praise the 
the um, well Paul Keating paid for that as well. His job, like. yeah. Yeah. Gillard was the only living prime minister. I'm he not did, sure about that. Yeah. Gillard, she was invited, but she turned it down. Yeah. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I was reading the comments section underneath this article. I oh, don't read the comments on a newspaper. It's, 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 like, it's, 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 it's impossible Torture. to resist. It's impossible. It's like, yeah. it's like watching a car accident in slow motion. And, and like half of the people came up with exactly the same comment. It was like, didn't he give you up his citizenship? Why is he talking to us about anything anyway? And all this sort of stuff. It's just, I love reading the comment section. They're so they're <laughs> raving lunatics. I'm sure there's somebody in there who mentioned Hitler. I tell you what's funny, <laughs> brilliant. I tell you what's funny about Murdoch, right? Since Twitter, since he got on Twitter, yeah. like, I used to think, oh, he's this all-powerful guy who controls all his media. He must be a genius. He's a fucking bit of a thick prick. Who, River Murdoch? Yeah, like, like he's great at acquiring... Um, Media assets, but he's <laughs> tapping, <laughs> tapping phones of politicians. Yeah, yeah. His, his thought process isn't as good as you'd think. I mean, yeah, no. Well, I don't know. I, I can't. Well, come he's a thought, and I was yeah. Um, he's put in a bid for Time Warner, and if it like if it goes through, he'll own HBO. Yeah. So oh, I can just imagine him rewriting Game of Thrones, House of, <laughs> House of Cards. I tell you what else he'll own. He'll own the WCW library, won't he? <laughs> oh, no, Vince owns that. <laughs> but that, oh, that's another one. Another evil genius. Fox, um, <laughs> there was room. The WWE's stock price went up because it was rumored when he got knocked back from Time Warner. Because they're, they're after. His company needs content. So they're after places to make content. So HBO, Time Warner. There's rumors they've put in a bid for WWE. So he could own Vince McMahon. I believe the um, the syndication rights for Hey Dad are available. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear Rolf Harris's back catalogue's going yeah, for a yeah. pretty penny. For a song. A real song. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I, I was waiting for the Robert Hughes reference to come from here, Lester. <laughs> All right. It took a while for him to bring it up, actually. <laughs> we on to question number two? Oh, I think so. Question number two. There has been a heat wave in the UK. Does this mean that the Poms will be doing heaps more whinging this summer? Well, it's what? not an Ashes series, so honestly, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Wimbledon's over. Uh, yes, yeah, is the answer. Yes, they yes, will. they like will. But their heat, their heat wave is like I heard it was twenty-eight degrees the other yeah. day. Yeah, That's yeah. not a heat wave. Yeah, no, it kind of is for them. But I take your point. It's it's just balmy, isn't it? Although you know, if we, be... if we had there, we we had a mild English winter, we'd be whining. I yeah, mean, let's true. be honest. We like to complain about. But well, I'm yeah, I, I like uh, this week. My conversation with Jesus cold. I've said that yeah. more than one. Okay, like the lady. I go and buy my drink from in the morning at the shop. Great icebreaker. Yeah, it's like cold enough for you. <laughs> Talk about the weather. Global, with the chaos of global warming, it's going to be a lot more interesting conversation because the weather's not going to be the no, same conversation. Well, when before. I was in America, um, their news is 90% weather. Like we were in New York and admittedly there was a snowstorm, but the, we're watching the three channels and it's we cross now to a school and there's a little bit of snow. We cross now, and, there's a, and that's all the news. So imagine as global warming gets worse, this is all we're going to be talking about. So yeah. we better start working on our type that unusual, was that, cyclones. Was that unusual about snow being there at that time of year or anything like that? It was a bit yeah, colder a cold than usual. Snow. But I was yeah. talking to friends who were over there, yeah. and I go, that is the news. It is all about the weather. Yeah, that's right. all they put on there. The only story I want to hear about snow is Punks Tony Phil. That's the only one I want to hear. Punks Tony Phil. Groundhog Day, the mu- Tim Minchins were working on Groundhog Day, the musical. Really? He's coming to Broadway, yeah. Awesome. He trialled some shows the other week, so yeah. Awesome. There you go. Be Ask and you shall receive. <laughs> Great movie. Groundhog Day. But sorry, he's not working on Hey Dad, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read something about, you know how you sort of hear those trivia things sometimes about movies, like things that got left out? Mm-hmm. Like at some point during the production of Groundhog Day, the producers were saying, there has to be a reason why it's happening. So you know how in that movie, he just wakes up one morning and the song starts. Yeah. Then he wakes up yeah. again the next morning and the song starts again. You never really get explained why Groundhog Day is happening to this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, at one point during production the producers were saying, well, there's got to be a reason. So they actually had to write something into the script where there was like some, he, he bought some rickety watch from some oh, old, old, geez, old I think store. I left that out. Yeah, and then and then it was, you know, thankfully, you know, later on during production, some other producers sort of came Probably. on board and they went left and, and he just sort of left it on the cutting room floor and never mentioned it again. Yeah. But it would have been just, like a Chinese store as well. Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, like no, that's, of, like, it, that was right. Yeah, it, was, exactly, it was an yeah. Eastern store. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, start, right. so, uh, I think they used that for the start of Gremlins. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. But I heard, like, I heard that the, you know, when you hear those <laughs> Chinese store for sure, hundred <laughs> percent Hollywood. Yeah, it's just mate, we're I all don't going. play on racial stereotypes. <laughs> Who's going down to Chinatown tomorrow to buy a new watch? But I heard yeah. the other one that the theory behind it, because you know how like the theory, because the, this one the other week, they the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Do we all know that show? Mm. No, yeah. There was a theory floated round, and that someone put it to um, the guy who played Carlton on Twitter. The theory was that that it was all a dream. No, Will Smith died. In Philly, and 
Bel Air was heaven. And every time his mum and dad came on the show, that was them visiting the grave. And someone put that to Carlton and he goes, that's, that's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But I heard the thing with Groundhog Day was that was hell. So he was in hell. Bill Murray died and was in hell. And every day is over and over. So that's what I heard about Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's an interesting theory. It's probably not really. But see, I would like, like, he gets angry about that. I would love to live the same day over and over and over. No, but he, t- he makes the most of it. That's kind of the point of the, that's kind no, of the point gets, of the movie. No, but he gets to the point where he breaks out. He, like he, he starts killing himself day after day, yeah. but then he turns a corner after he spends that day with, um, with his love interest and she says, you know, I think this is great. You could learn how to do this and the other. And, and he goes, gosh, you're an upbeat lady. And then for the rest of the movie, he's making the most of it. But isn't the essence of life the chaos? The unpredictability. Indeed. Uh, so, yeah, but I like predictability. I like knowing what's going to Like, imagine getting up and it's Saturday and it's like, sweet, I get to get up and watch Rage. And you can do whatever you want knowing sure. that you're going to have the same day. If, you, if it's Saturday, if, but what if, if it's Monday? If, yeah, if you do, it'll be Monday for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just got to get up. you got to ring in sick. You go, oh, yeah, I suppose, because you, you can't use up all your sick days. It, it, it's it's sick. Like, you got another day left. Imagine that. Like, you know, yeah, you, you wouldn't even have to ring in sick because it's like... Yeah. I'm pretty sure my work, or the, my old workplace, because I'm, I'm a comedian now, that's all I do. Actually, yeah, actually, yeah, it'd be great now, because if it was Monday, I don't have to go to work unless I have a gig at like eight o'clock at night. Mm. So you're going day after day or eternity, you're going to keep turning up watch to that all gig? the TV. You must run out sooner or later, because you watch you know, like endless shows, but well, there's a finite day. amount of stuff. Oh, yeah. No, I think, like, are we talking yeah. about, like, say, like, what am I now? I'm, th- I'm 34. I've probably got... Unless I try make a few, I've probably got another forty or fifty years. Let's say fifty years. But would I you live in, indefinitely? Like the idea of it, you'd I never die. Oh, okay. You'd never That's die, would you? Like, yeah, but I'd also get, unless you get hit by. A I figure, I figure, I get to the point where, like, say after fifty years, mm. I could then come back and go, oh, okay, what was the first series of The Simpsons like? And I could start again. <laughs> no, <that's true. laughs> it might be the only. It might actually be the only way to escape global warming. Like that is because the weather doesn't change. This yeah, is a, that's, this is a show. We need everyone on on the, on planet Earth to find a way to be like Bill be Murray Groundhog and Groundhog Day, Day. Yeah. and then we just go live the same day over and over again. So it can never warm beyond this point. Because I always say we're at the verge. We're at the verge of tipping point. We'll never cross it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's the solution. I think we've solved. Yeah. We've solved global. Well, I wouldn't go. advertise that solution too widely. They're just likely to pick up on it and just ignore, you know. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, We need to that. somehow sell it to Rupert and Gina. That they'll make some Clive, money. I reckon we could talk. We'd just have to, <laughs> we'd have to get some, you know, some dinosaur toys. Yeah. Well, and well, that's, it, that's, I think that's easy. You've just got to say that it's, um, you know, we've built this machine that's going to induce Groundhog Day for everybody. It runs completely on coal and newspaper. It's fine. We'll just, just tell know. them to get a 7K report every machine, night to walk out on. I think, I think with Jeannie, you go, hey, Jeannie, your kids hate this idea. You should go for it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, there we go. That was I liked cool. my idea better, but you know, you oh, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> well, you edit, so ultimately, you yeah, exactly edit my right. idea out. <laughs> so, you got a third question? I do. Question number three. Third and final question. Oh, Lester's calling for the wrap up. With the uh, World Cup finishing recently, how much will the Brazilian economy suffer? I don't know if you guys know this, but um, during the 1950 World Cup, was also in Brazil. They lost the final to Uruguay. The the company went into like recession. The company, the country company. went, the country went into recession. That's common with big events. Like, well, most mm. of the Olympic cities get, go screwed. I think Brazil's default position is recession. What's that? I think their default position is recession anyway. Like. Is it? I think they're, I no, think they're they're growing. They've been growing. It's growing. Yeah. Isn't it? They haven't they discovered oil off the coast it's Argentina. in Brazil? <laughs> oh, it's Argentina. No, but Brazil's economy is tipped to grow into the, one of the top five economies in the next 20 years. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you who's been growing well is the uh, female volleyball team in Brazil. <laughs> Just quietly. Nudge, wink, wink. No, I mean, no, I Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think... I, no, you, you brought the creepy back there. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the anger over their World Cup team is just going to fuel the nation to just get better and more angrier. Because the Germans said that their loss to Brazil, was it 1990 when they lost the final? Uh, yeah, no, no. They won in Italian ninety Germany against when they um, they lost they did lose well, two thousand Argentina uh, they did lose to Brazil in the final yeah they did they did yeah. was it I think it was, it was sometime but they said that it that was, it was fueled, definitely sometime yeah they, they did lose to them. and they that fueled them on to become yeah. I mean Germany runs owns Europe now. That's the thing. What do you reckon Hitler's thinking now when he looks down and sees looks Germany? Up. Come on, looks up. That's just some drug policy. And what's more, the revelations are coming tonight. <laughs> <laughs> 
that. Why do a political that, that comedy is... night until he gets a fascist? But he's not willing to do it himself. <laughs> That's <laughs> the title, Hitler's in heaven. Hitler's <laughs> <laughs> in heaven. I think you're right there. <laughs> but don't you think, like, his dream was for world domination. <laughs> and he'd probably be looking down or looking yeah. up. <laughs> it's in my head. It's my default position. Oh, he's probably looking on from Argentina. And, <laughs> yeah. and he's probably going, wow, look at Germany is the big power in Europe. They're bailing countries. They own Europe. The is- Israel situation is not looking good. They're wiping each other out. Self, self. He, yeah. What he planned. It can't, the th- mm. I say Hitler's looking up from Hobart and he's saying, <laughs> we'll show another ball. Do you know in Mein Kampf, was it Mein Kampf or something? He had plans. Hitler had plans for Australia. And his plan was to have a base, turn, pretty much turn Australia into this food farm and this jail with the headquarters to be in Hobart. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure he did. That's what the English did, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but his plan was to use Hobart as the base point, like Tasmania featured <laughs> in his plans. You're a bit of a fan, are you, Mark? You, uh, yeah, that's it. That's, that's what's won you over the head. He gave a shout to Tasmania as an important place. Oh, look, if I was on the jury for right. Rolf <laughs> Harris and Rolf said, oh, Hobart, not guilty. Yeah. I'll play Hobart forever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm a sucker for the shout out. You really are. Yeah, that's just that's that's phenomenal. No, what Hitler did was wrong. It's it's it, you know. <laughs> well, it was. Who are you trying to Even convince? Maybe he had dreams for Hobart. Yeah, yeah. He had big plans. Maybe. Well, like maybe we can shuffle off um, Hitler's plans to Abbott. Maybe he'd be into. Oh, we've got to get the Tasmanian economy going. Yeah. What, what was Hitler thinking? Because his his ideas aren't that much off the beat. No. Yeah. No, pretty. Go to the playbook. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, there <laughs> yeah, you go. Know, we've, we've driven. Who would have thought Hitler's not the conversation starter it once was? Did, but talking, going back to Brazil, did anybody uh, did anybody actually watch much of the World Cup? I know you're a bit of a fan, Carl. Yeah, I watched a fair bit of it. Yeah. I watched someone's vine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's worse? <laughs> someone's vine of the seven goals, whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, oh right, yeah, yeah. I watched about oh, ten minutes of it. Yeah. What of a, of a match or a highlight? No, you'd or? flick on like you'd be. I'd get on like you know. You wake up in the morning, you flip the channels around. Oh, there's a bit of soccer. Oh, someone scored a goal. Uh, the Brazil Germany game. Well, I heard, I heard a wrong look. It's on the news, and they're like Brazil's up four nil. I'm like, oh yeah, and I flip over. I'm like, no, the Germans are up four, five nil. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. the ten minutes, I like to same. score some goals, but. You know, the TV producers in any kind of football match will always kind of go, they'll go looking when some, the team's lost. They'll start scanning the crowd to find somebody crying. Yeah. Geez, they were spoiled for choice during that seven <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They had like dozens of them every goal. Yeah, but like everyone's going like, I feel so sorry for the fans. Like they're all fucking really rich people who paying like 10 grand a ticket for that, for that game. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah real fans are out on the street. <laughs> they're in, what happened? They're well, in the should... favelas going, Yeah, well, they demolish the favelas and make what's that always with these things. So they were crying for other reasons. You know what but... makes me sick about the World Cup? They're always like, oh, I feel sorry for these players. They've lost. It's like, yeah, they're earning twenty million dollars a year and banging models fucking three at a time. Like, <laughs> like, I feel so sorry for them. I think my favourite coach reaction. Um, a couple of years ago, Sydney in AFL, Sydney Swans beat Hawthorne in the grand final, and someone said to the co- Hawthorne coach Alistair Clarkson, "Are you devastated? You know, is this the worst thing that's happened?" He goes, "Melbourne at the moment, that poor Gilmar has, that poor girl has died. Yep. that's a tragedy. This is a football game. We've lost. We're upset, but." Compared to that, it's nothing. Yeah. And I think that put it in perspective really well. And I think that's how it should be dealt with. Yeah. But I'm still sure, like, I'm still sure someone from Brazil would probably want to shoot their own team. Remember the Colombian guy who got shot? Yeah. 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 What was his name? Escobar. <laughs> Escobar shot by Escobar. Escobar. What was his name? Escobar. Was, was someone Escobar, yeah. It wasn't Pablo Escobar. Like, the guy's name was Diego Escobar. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's a defender who scored the own goal and they against, shot him. Against the United States, yeah. I was against the States. Mm. It could have been the Secret Service that got him. I think, we'll I think Saddam used to like, bash his um, soccer team. Well, North Korea. Him. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> North Korea. Is, no, Udi did. Or one of his sons was the one that used to beat him up if they lost. Well, that, talking about Kim Jong-un's uh, propaganda, he... Um, he, he he published a, he published a, a TV show highlighting North Korea's victory at the World Cup. They all cheered. How they cheered? Yeah. Imagine what it's like like to turn a sneaky in a fucking um, a um, USB internet device in North Korea. It'd be like the most valuable commodity of all time. Yeah, but you yeah. wouldn't have anything to plug it into. It's have true. you seen their computers? <laughs> so I've got this shoe. Oh. Yeah. How fucked is it? South Korea's got the best internet in the world, like about ten th- k's away. <laughs> yeah, and they use it all just to play StarCraft. Hundred. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
e-sport, e-sport mad in that country. They e-sport. love it. Well, Starcraft, yeah, they've turned into e-sport. e-sport. Yeah, man, e-sport. that's pretty big. No, no, e e-sports. e-sport. E-sport. So there's like Starcraft is one of the big games. Also, Counter Strike. They do a bit of Halo as well. Um, why are they called e-sports? I, mean, elect- I vaguely know of elect- electronic, electronic sports. sports. I know, but why are they sports? That's I, mean, but, I just thought they were just well, sports. because they're highly competitive and they it's pay like n- they pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for prize money. <laughs> I'm actually highly yeah. competitive in t-sports. I watch a lot of TV. I thought you were going to say t- professional teabagging. <laughs> <laughs> That's embarrassing esports. E-sport. I don't think it's embarrassing at all. I think it's pretty. If you, if you, well, I mean, of thumbs, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I see. I'm on a, I'm on a winning, uh, winning trajectory here. But I will just, <laughs> I will just point out that it's, it is highly competitive and yeah. fucking hard to do. Pretty high so, rate. If, you're, if anyone on shot. the podcast was wondering who out of us is the gamer, is the gamer? Yeah. 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 I think that answer yeah. was just made. Yeah, there. right here, right here. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's pretty amazing. In, in Korea, they have like these huge tournaments. They fill up stadiums like of, of, of people like watching watching people play on like they, they're sitting down there on the computers and what they're doing on screen is on big screens and and they've got they've got um, teams and fans and they earn like millions. They got teams. It's like, yeah, yeah. They have like uniforms. So the crowd. Yeah, like, yeah, like, and sponsorships and. Just yeah. making me long Fucking for North years. Korea. Really, <laughs> it's, that's yeah. way more yeah, interesting yeah. than bloody watching people play games. Yeah, well, it's not for everybody, obviously. You don't even like football. You prefer AFL, so there's no accounting for taste, I suppose. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Brian's on the defensive oh, no, he's, he's, <laughs> he's going to say he's going to take his computer game and go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just don't know what you're missing out on. It's a long time. Oh, say. I do. I, do. I, I play games. It's just, I don't have the attention span for it. Like, it's, eh, you shoot someone. Oh, it's, good to, it's, good to, it's good to see you're willing to admit it's a failing of yours. I've got solitaire. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. Online. Like, I play a bit of Candy Crush every now and then. Like, just, that, yeah, I gave up because it's got to like anyway. Like this, this that's yeah. Candy Crush is, in my opinion, was wrong with the gaming industry. Like that's just a poker yeah. machine. Well, yeah, and, it it, is, yeah. and, and training just, people to go around shooting drones and killing people <laughs> with guns is right. That's got that's got no correlation. I'd rather kids, world. No, I'd rather <laughs> American school of, students yeah. go to school and smash each other's candies rather than shoot each other in the head. <laughs> if well, Candy Crush was an actual candy, it'd be nerds, right? And if um, Street Fighter 2 would be like Messina Gelato, like pure gaming. What? Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2. That, was, I love the, that, that was the best thing. I played Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Street Fighter 2 was good, yeah. But um, I like no, no, what I mean, just to clarify what I mean about Candy Crush. It's really hard. I'm just trying to what, think what, of the what, what I mean about the Candy Crush thing is that yeah, no, it's, 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 it's programmed like a poker machine. Like it's addictive. Like there is patterns Hyper addictive, yeah. are addictive. Yeah, yeah. And it, it gives yeah. you those little rewards, t- yeah, drip feeding yeah. them, and then like prompting you to, to do all those microtransactions to pay for extra this, that, the other. Whereas like... The shooting game. You're right to point out that there's a lot of violence in video games, and that's not necessarily a good thing. But at least, like a lot of time, and particularly the games I play, it's about like going, um, you know, following the footsteps of a narrative, albeit one that's pretty much spoken through gunplay. But it's a narrative, and you get to the end of the story, and you've you, you've played a game. You've actually like interacted with something. Whereas that, the Candy Crush thing is just like goddamn. It's just, it is just well, like well, that was very interesting. Theory. It was good to hear Martin but, Bryant's life but, story, but. <laughs> <laughs> what else have we got to talk about? Anyway, last, last word on Candy Crush. Last it's word funny, on Candy Crush. funny, just after that, I was just thinking to myself, because he's got the beanie on tonight. If he does have a gun, I was thinking, oh, I might be the first one shot, but you've just guaranteed me that comment. I've got at least you five seconds to run. Get out. <laughs> get out. Because I figure that he won't just put one shot in your head, buddy. He'll be at least two. That's weird. He was the sixth and reload. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a fun episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Now, reminder, Ryan, you're on Twitter at... Ryan the Crawford. Ryan the Crawford. Follow him there. And if you're a gamer, follow him. He's he's good. Are you good at it? Good at gaming. Good at gaming. So he's I, I don't, you won't see me on the competitive scene. No, nothing like that. You're not going to go to yeah. South Korea? You're not no. going to get a Kickstarter to get you to South Korea? No, I'm not ready. You're not ready for the big the big leagues. Yeah. One day you get <laughs> yeah, there, buddy. Yeah, One day. But keep don't, don't wear the beanie through customs. <laughs> I don't think I'll lay on the plane. You're on Twitter. Lester, it's Lester Diamond 28. That's it. Fun and frivolity. You've eased off a bit lately, mate. Mate, I've been busy. Busy? I've had to retire from the Twitter game. No, <laughs> Everyone's no happy about it. But... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sophie Monk's not being stalked, so that's all good. Not yet. Not yet. Well, she's she has got a stalker, I think. It's pretty... She had someone put away. Did she? Yeah, I thought it was you at first. Like I saw <laughs> Sophie Monk was contacted Beats like, else for the 15,000 times in a day. I was like, fuck, Lester's been busy. <laughs> so he's on a self-imposed exile. So follow him unless you... Oh, if you are Sophie Monk, follow him. I know he's keen to have you on the podcast. And Carlo, you're all across it. You're yeah. on Twitter at... Uh, Carlo Sands, one word. One word? Yeah. Just, But it's Carlo Sands? Carlo Sands. One word. Not yeah. one word. 
No, there's dot no one, one word. Dot one word? Sorry, one, yeah. one dot word. So there you go. Yeah, follow no. Carlo. And also check out the – you've got your yeah. own Tumblr page. Yeah, but the most that's just retweeting weird shit. That's because that's what Tumblr is. The interesting stuff's un-Australian. Yeah, yeah. Follow Tumblr dot the un-Australian. We'll put up a link. I refuse to follow it until you get on Pinterest. <laughs> on Pinterest. All right, buddy. We'll see you. We on don't MySpace. need any. We don't need to see any more pictures of your penis. <laughs> oh, close with a bang, ladies. Now, thank you guys for listening in. For more information, check out comedyonedge.com. We do. A, if you're in Sydney, we do a show Tuesdays at Chippendale Hotel. It's pretty funny. This week we've got Kitty Flanagan there, so you never know who'll go on. So drop on down she's awesome she is and also follow us on twitter at comedy on edge you can follow me on twitter at m underscore w underscore oh thank you guys for listening if you're on itunes give us a review or rating if you're not spread the podcast amongst friends thanks for listening that's been 99 episodes will we get to 100 